Welcome to Conversations with Anne Elizabeth, the podcast inspired by my book. I'm a registered dietitian. Now what? Where I have the absolute joy to sit back, relax, and have a conversation about nutrition with a variety of people who share their personal story of passion and purpose, especially registered dietitians. Today's conversation is with Lynn Dugan, a registered dietitian who grew up in a family where food was more than just nutrition, where she learned how to cook and also learned about the connection it had to health. Lynn has worked in cardiovascular nutrition, research, and for fun, took culinary classes to later teach her own cooking classes. Dietetics led her to teaching as an adjunct professor, and cooking has led her to become an author of her recent book, Not Your Mama's Kitchen, The Essential Guide to Get Your Started. Please enjoy my conversation with Lynn. conversation today because you are like one of my most favorite people I think I've ever encountered and met during my dietitian travels. And I am so excited to have you on the podcast today because we've been together in a couple places, but I never got the full Lynn story of your (laughs) dietetic path. So I'm so happy you're here. Oh, Anne, thank you so much for having me. I totally, I love all the things that you do for our profession. And it's such an honor just to be able to share this time together. Oh, I agree. I wish we were in person, but hopefully someday we will get there again. Yes, yes, we need to. (laughs) So Lynn, you know, take me back to when you kind of got interested in food and nutrition, because I know you have a passion for both and I don't, I don't know which one came first. So maybe take me back to, take me back to when that all began for you. Okay. So it really, it's, it's because of my family. Um, My mother's Italian and she used to do I mean, she did all the cooking growing up and I learned from her, but food in our family was more than sustenance. It was, um, connectedness and nurturing and love. It's kind of how we communicated with each other. And what's funny is that I married somebody Irish and his food was all sustenance and it had nothing to do with any of that. And so he's learned after, you know, 30 years we've been married, he's learned that Food is like so important to me and um, yeah, and it's important to him now too because he sees it's more than just sustenance, you know, but that's really where my love of food came and my interest in nutrition was young too because my dad, when I was in um, middle school, he was diagnosed with um, high cholesterol and so mom changed how she cooked. She started introducing fish, baked and broiled things instead of frying. Um, We didn't have desserts. She makes delicious desserts. We didn't have desserts as often. And so I was intrigued by how um, food could affect a medical diagnosis. And um, when I was in high school looking at career paths, um, because of my love of food and also seeing how nutrition had an impact on my dad, um, I pursued dietetics. I the interest so in dietetics. Yes, I certainly didn't start studying dietetics in high school, but <laughs> I'm not a protege that way, but. Um, yeah, but I knew, but you know what? It helps when you know going, uh, when you're picking your college to pick the right one. So that helped a lot, um, having that decision before I went to school. And did you, I mean, was it at that time, was it like an apparent like major? Is that something that was hard to find schools that had it? I guess, you know, when I was back, when I decided it wasn't easy to find schools that had right. that major. I went to the University of Illinois in Champaign and they did have a strong program and that was one of my top schools. So it was kind of an easy fit for me because I grew up in the Chicago area. So um, yeah, that was, it was perfect. It was perfect. So 
Um, so was it yeah. hard on your family? Like when your mom changed all the cooking? Cause yes. I think of like Italian food being rich and luxurious and just amazing. Was it like a complete shift for your family? <laughs> it was. I, what I remember, I'm the oldest of five. And so I probably experienced, you know, have a bigger memory than my, my sibling, you know, some of my siblings, but, um, I think it was more the desserts. Mom always made food taste good. She always made food taste good. And um, she taught me a lot. I mean, we cook with, I cook with a lot of fresh herbs. And if I don't have fresh herbs, I use other, you know, dried herbs and seasonings. And um, I just learned a lot how you can get a lot of great flavor from um, herbs and seasonings. Yeah. Gotcha. So yeah, she is, I'm sure all her food is amazing, but dessert, that would be so hard. Yes. <laughs> if she was good at dessert, that would be hard. So every time we have a family gathering, um, everybody says, okay, we call her Nani now. Nani has to bring the desserts. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> good at her, desserts. <laughs> what's oh, her famous dessert? Oh my gosh. She's always, she's always making new stuff. I mean, she really is. She's, oh, wow. Yeah, she's always making new things, but um, kolachkis for sure. My dad was Polish and kolachkis are oh. something my mother makes, even though she's Italian. Um, but and she anything, anything, any pie or cakes or cookies or special ice cream creations. Yeah, she does it. So, oh yeah. My God. But anyway, so, you know, I've um, I, I just came from a heritage of just food and the love of food and, um, what food means, you know? And I think my passion as my career progressed was to, um, give everybody a chance to create in their own kitchen, you know, make their, make their food and create their own flavor and their own, um, you know, desires in their kitchen. And, um, and that's what I love to do is share that passion I have with other people. So on your path, you went to college, you got your dietetics degree. Did you study like culinary things at all during that time? Or is it strictly mostly been your, you know, focus on dietitian and then going on and doing that later? Yes. So yeah, that's a great question. So I, um, I studied, yeah, nutrition dietetics at the University of Illinois, did my internship. Um, it was a pretty, um, general internship. It was at Mass General and in Boston. And then uh, I worked for a couple years and then I was really interested in sports nutrition. And I did some work with some professional athletes and I got my master's degree in exercise physiology. So I thought I was going to pursue that, but I ended up working for a cardiologist, which my exercise phys came into such great use um, in in cardiology. And I did, uh, and he was also in clinical research. So we did a lot of clinical research studies and it was in um, at the time where we were looking at the effect of um, the statin drugs on cholesterol lowering capacity, and also mm-hmm. we I got into writing food pro- uh, protocols with food companies that had fiber. So I did a lot of oatmeal and oat brand. I did a big oatmeal oat brand study. Um, looked at uh, we also did psyllium, but the oatmeal oat brand study was a dose response study. We published it in the American. Um, American, wait, the Journal of the American Medical Association, JAMA. We studied, we published it in JAMA. And, um, that was, that was an exciting part in my early career. So I, but all through that time, I was pursuing more, uh, sports and cardiovascular work. Um, when I had some free time for fun, I would take courses down in Chicago at the Chicago Hospitality Institute and um, culinary classes. I took culinary classes oh. and and just for fun and kind of 
honed in, you know, some of that understanding. And I didn't get a degree in culinary, but because of the work that I did, just, you know, how I grew up in the kitchen. And also um, now I have, um, I was the main food provider for my four children and I did a lot of cooking. When my third child was diagnosed with severe food allergies, um, I had to develop a lot of recipes from scratch. I realized how much I had been relying on processed foods and really easy foods because, um, you know, working and having four busy children, I was Mm -hmm. um, kind of relying too much on convenience foods. And his his allergies kind of made me stop and really kind of assess what was I doing? You know, what was I feeding my family? So um, all that to say, I spent many years, he's 21 right now, I spent many years developing recipes from scratch and also like quick, easy. Cause we have, you know, we have very active, busy kids. Now there are three of them are out of the house, but, um, it was a time in my life where I really honed in on, how, you know, what to keep in my pantry, what to pull together for an easy, healthy meal and that everybody would like. And that, that took a, you know, several years. It was a several year process and that kind of brought me to. Um, it kind of prepared me for what was next in my career. And that was really culinary and sharing my love of food and nutrition and helping other people do the same with, um, you know, in their kitchens. So, yeah, I knew that your son, I knew your son had food allergies, but that's like a huge, I mean, that is kind of a huge thing, even for a dietitian mom, you know, like point and yes, (laughs) Yeah, you know, like we we go full force to help everybody else, but then as a dietitian mom, it's like, oh my gosh, now it's like full force. Yes, when I was when I got the phone call from his doctor when he was um, like it was like three or four years old, I oh, was in a fetal position on the floor. Oh. I just knew what a big deal this was, and it was it it just felt like. Um, I, I just needed some help. And here, <laughs> you're exactly right. I mean, I can help other people with that, but it was my own child in my own house. Like I needed help. And my sister sent me some books and they just got me started, you know? So, but I just remember I was hyperventilating in a fetal position because I was mm-hmm. so overwhelmed because it was, it was overwhelming. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's hard enough to get your family to eat good food, but then to have, I mean, it was when he, he was young, it was peanuts and tree nuts and egg and um, wheat and soy. Oh and and then slowly we got, you know, he overcame egg quickly. He he got um, soy was good after a while. You know, when we got the main allergens out of his diet, he was able to tolerate more food. And now it's just peanuts and tree nuts. So and there are even some oh, tree nuts he uh. could eat. He could eat almonds if they're just you know, pure almonds and he could eat hazelnut. We got that tested so he can have Nutella, which is awesome. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he could also eat pecans. So that's, he's got some, he's got some freedom now. And, um, but it was a, it was a, you know, a long process, but it, what's so cool is that I see how that, um, that having that in my life made me get back into my kitchen. And, um, I'm, I'm grateful for that because, um, yeah, it brought me to this point where um, about, mm, let's see how long ago. I'm trying to think how, I started a blog on WordPress. Um, I'm trying to think how long ago that was, maybe 10 years ago. 
because I knew I wanted to share what I was learning and what I had learned with other people. And that's why I started My Plate to Yours because um, it was a platform where I could share what works in my kitchen with other people, right? I know that life is busy and it's hard, it's hard to find recipes and dishes that you can make quickly and easily um, that satisfy a lot of different tastes. And so um, when I had success in my kitchen, I shared it on my blog. And uh, that WordPress blog, I ended up creating a website a couple years later. And I have hundreds of recipes, easy, healthy recipes and nutrition tips on my website. And then because I have always had a desire to um, write a book, uh, I just didn't know. It was kind of overwhelming. And I know that you've probably felt the same in in your book is just, it's overwhelming to think of the whole book all at once. But that's why I started writing a blog because I was able to put little short, little, you know, tidbits out there a little bit at a time. And then when I was able, you know, a couple years into it, I kind of looked at at the total amount of things that I had written and kind of said, okay, how do I, how do I kind of spin this into a a written document? So um, that was kind of fun. And I wrote not your mama's kitchen and it came out um, just this last fall in um, right at Fancy uh, in Philadelphia was the first time I had that book in my hand. So that was kind of fun. You will never forget that either. It's like, oh my gosh, I did this thing. And that's exciting. It happened right around fancy time. Yes, it was my goal. In fact, it was, I wasn't even sure I was going to have it. Um, the, um, I did self publish and the publisher, um, I had no idea they were in New Jersey, but I didn't know that New Jersey was so close to Philadelphia. And I ended up <laughs> leaving the meeting. I left the meeting in an Uber went to the publisher and picked up my books in the box. They had just come off the press, you right? Did? Yes. The oh morning, my gosh. The morning crazy. of the showcase. Yes. The morning of the, of the member showcase. And yeah, I actually had at my booth, I had to put a sign, you know, hot off the press. I'm going to pick up my books now. I'll be back in an hour. So. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah, it was, it was an amazing story because it, because they weren't going to have a chance to ship it to me in time. And I'm like, well, where are you located? I said, I have a meeting in Philadelphia. She's like, oh, I see Philadelphia from my window. I'm like, you do? <laughs> really? <laughs> that was that was divine intervention. I truly believe that oh, I was supposed to totally. have that book for that meeting. So how fun. It was fun. And that's what, so, you know, now that I have young adult children and I see their friends struggling, you know, they're, 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 when they're in college and they have their first apartment or they're, or getting out of college and they are getting, um, you know, kind of getting established in a new city or, and they don't know how to get their kitchen started. And so that's what, um, I call this the, not your mama's kitchen is the essential guide to get yours started. And it's everything you need to know. So I know you have a copy and it's, um, I I have found that even, um, people who've been in, in their kitchen for years and years, established in their kitchen for years and years, they find kind of some new information or, some easy, healthy recipes that they could add to their repertoire. So I found that a lot of different types of people, I was really gearing it towards young adults getting started fresh out into a new kitchen, but it's really been something that a lot of different, different people have embraced. So that's kind of fun. Well, and I, you know, honestly, your book, it is so appropriate for all people that have just gotten away, kind of like you did, like you said, I got away from my kitchen and cooking in my kitchen and Right now, during, you know, 2020, I think people are getting back into their kitchen and Mm -hmm. it's a great refresher to be like, hey, 
these are the things that you need. These are some great recipes that are easy and delicious. And that's what I, so to tell you a story, I had a young family that is like, Hey, you know, we used to eat out all the time. They came to my work and they're like, obviously we can't eat out. So can you help us find some recipes? I actually gave them your book oh, and they how fun. took it home. And I told them to mark the things that if they try some things, but it, just to kind of get started and kind of refocus in their kitchen, they had small kids. So they brought it back and we photocopied some recipes, but I'm actually, I just, I'm going to buy them a book because I think that they'll just benefit from having it. But so I think that that's kind of a different market, like just mm-hmm. even people out of college that right. are just getting back into the kitchen. Right. I, um, yeah, I think you're right. And I've even found it for people who are downsizing, like they're like they're empty nesters now and they're oh, used sure. to c- cooking for six and or four. And now they're just <laughs> cooking for one or two. And my recipes are all for a smaller, you know, you could always double the amount in the, in the recipes, but they're really yeah. for a smaller serving size. So, and what's fun is that uh, I've been able to do during this uh, quarantine time, the shelter in place that we had for so many months, um, I was doing what's called cook from the book. And I would just take a recipe, look in my pantry. It was, I called it the pantry edition and it was a Facebook live video. And I would just, um, pull out one of my recipes from the book and just see what I had in my pantry that I could pull together. And it was a lot of fun. I did that all through the, you know, shelter in place time that we had. Um, and just recently stopped doing it, but I'll get back to it. Maybe not so much the pantry edition, but it's fun. I I have fun, um, in my kitchen when I have, um, I can kind of do those little vignettes and have people either cook with me or just, um, ask me questions while I'm cooking so that I, I get a feel for, you know, how I would maybe work on different recipes or even rewrite those recipes to have them better understood. Because when you get the feedback from people who are, you know, doing it in their own kitchen, you get a different perspective on um, how to communicate the recipe. So it's been kind of fun to do that. I loved your cook from the book. I thought they were great. That was, and you're so fun to watch. You're just like, so you're so easy in the kitchen. I've never seen anyone just so comfortable in the kitchen. You're just amazing. Oh, you're so cute. I, all my, I mean, there were times that I put like too much food in one pan and I had to put it in another pan or one time something happened in the oven. I forget what it was. Something fell off a tray. Like, it's just kind of funny. Like you never know what's going to happen when it's live. Right. But I lo- right. It's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun. So well, yeah, and I I'll love that you're just like, just do it. Like, just do it. Who cares kind of what happens is if you yes. just put yourself out there. And yes. if it happens, it happens. Because that's what yes. happens in a real kitchen. Exactly. <laughs> it is what happens in a real kitchen. So what's been really fun for me, Anne, is that um, I had an opportunity for seven years to work in a professional kitchen with um, seven other um, chefs. And, you know, we developed recipes. We developed menus. We served uh, customers. It was it's a retail store in in um, in my town of Glen Ellen, Illinois, and um, we had classes. We taught cooking classes, and I individually we taught cooking classes. But I worked alongside these chefs for seven years, and so um, that was really my my kind of the the final the training that it's not never final training. I feel like we're always <laughs> learning, but always. a really really heavy training time for me in in culinary and. Um, you know, as a chef. And so, um, yeah, that was a seven year journey and it was, um, really, um, valuable for me. And a lot of my recipes, um, kind of started with, uh, a a lot of the recipes on my website came from, 
um, that seven year journey. So yeah, it was pretty cool. Well, I know when I met you, that's kind of what your main focus was, is that you yes. were teaching classes during that time. And, mm-hmm. um, and I, and I know that we had talked about, you know, doing a book that you had always kind of felt like it was somewhere inside of you. So maybe talk about that a little bit. Cause I'm sure as other dietitians that are even thinking about writing a book, like, how do you get to yes. the point? Like, I, I love that you mentioned, Hey, I did a blog and I had all these things that I already kind of did, but how did you finally like get started and get going? Yes, that's such a great question. So I, I don't know your journey, but I had, I had a lot of different ideas and I really had to see which one. Um, I didn't have like one main idea, but I think when I, when I looked at what would be, what's the biggest question I answer? Um, and where am I right now in, um, in my life? Like, what am I answering all the time? you know, to other people in my work, in my classes or my one-on-one work or my, I also teach a, I'm an adjunct faculty member in the nutrition department at Benedictine University in Lyle, Illinois. And we have a nutrition program there. Uh, I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yes, it is awesome. It is awesome. I teach um, a foods, the foods lab. And I also teach um, cultural foods, which is so much fun to teach. It's okay. We could talk about that, but you asked me about the book. Okay. I'll tell you about cultural <laughs> foods in just a minute. Okay. But okay. anyway, okay. So, so that's what I did. I looked at, um, you know, the, the, the cool thing about this book is that, um, yes, I talk about nutrition as my first chapter. I talk about what equipment you need in the kitchen and some basics about food preparation and also about food safety is one chapter and also about staying on a budget is another chapter and how to save money in the kitchen. And then what, what to keep in your pantry is another chapter. And then at the back of the book are um, sets of recipes. And this is what's so fun is that you could shop for 15 ingredients. And from those 15 ingredients, you can make seven entrees. And so I have four sets of those. And that's what makes this book really fun is that, um, and that's why this one came out. This way, this one like emerged to the top. It kind of shook to the top of the pile. And um, it's because I had those sets of recipes. I had been working on that concept. Um, how could you be really efficient with your grocery shopping and use that? I mean, a lot of people, you know, it's about reducing food waste and also about staying on mm-hmm. a budget is when you buy, when you shop for food that you're going to use. And so, um, yeah, my 15 ingredients, uh, will make seven entrees. And with those four sets, you have a whole month of eating. So that's why that book rose to the top that not your mom's kitchen. Like- and that was yes. kind of the questions that you were getting from the people that you were working with and teaching and, and that's correct. Kind of yes. I, I was, you know, my, my approach to uh, cooking classes was always like, you could do this in your own kitchen. Like this is not, I'm not using fancy ingredients, but I, if it doesn't taste good, no one's going to eat it. So, right. and if it's too hard to make or a cleanup is too hard, you're not going to do it. So I was, I was trying to find that, you know, easy to make, fresh, simple ingredients, but taste really good. And, um, yeah, and that's what, yeah, that's what I go with. It's, it's something that everyone could replicate in their kitchen, no matter your skills. So. And then as far as kind of the production of the book. So when you think about Mm -hmm. writing the book, that's the hard part, but then, Mm -hmm. you know, when you put the materials down recipes, you know, do you work with an editor? How did you kind of get all that organized? Yes. So, um, the recipes 
were kind of a special, like kind of a subset of the entire book. So I did work with an editor, like a copy editor. She kind of kept me on, on track with um, my writing and gave me a calendar and um, I submitted a chapter. Yes. And (laughs) chapter by chapter, we worked together um, one, one full summer, a summer ago and uh, we had a pretty aggressive timeline. And then I hired somebody just to do the final uh, read over and like, uh, I forget what they're t- called, but um, another editor just to look at it one yeah. more time, final edit. And then, um, and then at the same time, I was developing the recipes and testing them. And the food photography was another um, point yeah. of it. And I think that then the, then what happens is just finding a publisher. And I realized that I, uh, for this first book, because I really hadn't, I hadn't ha- had any consumer books before. It was my first book. I was going to self-publish so that I could have um, uh, just the rights to everything in the book. And also um, it was the quickest way to get it out there. So that's what I did. And um, yeah, that's what ha- how it happened. How many times did you have to test your recipes? Hmm. <laughs> well, what, what, what's cool is I taught these classes um, in the, at that cooking school. I taught classes oh. called Dinner Tonight. And um, I would make like two or three entrees from a, this group of seven. And so I've, I developed these recipes um, kind of ongoing with that, with that class structure. So that was kind of. That was how I tested it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Not all of them, but yes. Go ahead. I just heard that you're supposed to test them like three to four times to make sure Mm -hmm. they come out right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Easily. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If easily. (laughs) Well, the the thing about it, I even find some small edits in my book as it's published because you know you just there's so much in there and just yeah. But yeah, that's that's what the um second edition will cover take care of all those little yeah. edits <laughs> <laughs> i know i keep saying someday there'll be a second edition i just need to i need to, i need the person that you worked with to keep me on a timeline that's what yes. i need <laughs> i i think that really it really did help um it really did help because i needed it's somebody like, to it's always easy to put that at the bottom of the things to do so right Especially when you're a mom of four kids and a husband and well, you and travel working your, a lot too. Yeah. 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 And, and the work that you do and there's always things you could put on top of it. So I think that, oh, you know what did it, Anne? I, in my family, we always do New Year's resolutions. We just do it together. The, the six of us, we, we give our resolutions. And my kids told me in 2019, I could not say I'm going to publish the book this year. <laughs> <laughs> Because it had been my resolution for like the last two or three years. And they're like, this year, this is not what we, you cannot use that as your resolution. So I showed them, I published it in 2019. That is hilarious. Isn't that funny? Yeah. They were, they were mean, but in, in that, in that, in that moment, that's what gave me that, you know, the motivation to say, I'm going to do it. Yeah. You're right. I've been talking about it for way too long. (laughs) Well, and you're, you, you've been in research. I mean, you know, like time constraints and how to get things done, but I think with personal things, like things that are personal passion projects, we do put everyone else first and we don't put that kind of stuff first. Yeah. Yes. And I think that's a part of the nature of who we are as dietitians is that we, we nurture. Yeah. We care for other people and yeah. And, um, when it's part of your, your makeup, it's hard to 
put your own things first, but yeah, it's good to get it done. I think it's amazing that, um, you know, when you do self-publish, you do have to figure out, you know, the whole, cause you're, you're kind of on an island by yourself. You don't have anyone mm-hmm. that's like pushing you. You don't have anyone that's really guiding you. So you have to kind mm-hmm. of navigate it on your own. So it sounds like you did a really good job kind of navigating the copywriting and food photography and testing the recipes. Mm-hmm. You just kind of learned along the way. Yeah. And I had the platform to do it. Uh, teaching those classes helped a lot. Yeah. Uh, but I have yeah. to say the thing about self-publishing, the other thing about it is you need a way to market it. And you don't have somebody helping you with that or pushing you, you know, into their marketing arm um, of the publishing company. So I, um, it did help to have a a website with followers of my newsletter because they, they were the ones that uh, I was able to promote it to and have also have a presence on social media and, and promote that to, you know, promote the book in, in that, in those, on those platforms as well. Um, That's helped a lot. And, um, yeah, so that's, that's helped promote the book and it's, it's still, it's on Amazon, which is really fun. And I also sell it through my website. So. And I will put that in the show notes and I would highly recommend, it's a great gift too, um, mm. to give, you know, even for graduations or even mm-hmm. for like newlyweds or anybody mm-hmm. that, you know, that'd be a great gift for somebody. So I will link that in the show notes so people can check it out as well. Yeah. How fun. I actually had. I, I've been thinking about how um, for the end of the year with holiday gifts and things, what I can put together as a package on my website, you know, like Ooh. the book with some key kitchen utensils or something. Yeah. So um, I might be having that by the end of the year. We'll see. We have to keep me updated because I, I might have to have to use yeah, it for my thanks, own. Anne. <laughs> yeah, it is. So a, it is a great a- gift. Go ahead. Well, what does um, the future kind of look for you, Lynn? Do you have any goals, things that you want to work mm. on in the future? Mm-hmm. I think because this, I think just because this book is so new, um, yeah. there's, I'm, fi- I'm really finding the ways um, to get it out there. And uh, yeah, I'm working um, in university food service, looking at, is this something that you want to, you know, help? kids that are in the dorms before they launch out, you know, like I'm just finding ways to, to market my book and getting that information out. And, um, yeah, we'll see. I've, I've also got involved a little bit in food insecurity as this pandemic has really created such a, uh, a hard climate, um, for people and people who are already food insecure in our community. And, and, um, the food insecurity is increasing. I'm, I'm looking at ways to just take my, take my knowledge and my skills in that arena as well. So that that's kind of emerging right now, but that's an area that's really near and dear to my heart. And also a, a, something that I feel like I'm, I am equipped to help in that area. So. Oh, for sure. I could, you, yeah. And it, you're right. Like it's becoming, it's making, I think a lot more people aware of it that weren't absolutely aware of it before. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's a good thing. And even in my own very small community, it's there. And I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that my eyes have been open to it. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to help with a solution potentially. So we'll, we'll That's see awesome. how that, well, we, I hope, I hope we, we could all do start, a little bit. Yes. Right. Like you have to start in your community. Like that's the mm-hmm. best place to start. And a lot of people, mm-hmm. like you said, they don't even know what's happening in their own little, small, tiny communities. So right. that's where you have to start. Right. I think if anything, this is, um, 
that might be a good outcome of this uh, season, this pandemic season, because uh, it's, I think for me personally, it's made me more aware of my neighbors, you know, and when I say neighbors, it's extended community, but still like those are my neighbors and um, it's just given me an awareness. So, um, and an understanding and that, that, that I'm really grateful for as well. Oh, and you're just a great person in general. So mm-hmm. I think that you are like, you just have the biggest heart and that's what's I think that's what radiates in your book too. Like you can just mm-hmm. tell you put so much love into your book and into your recipes. <laughs> like that's why I just, I just love you so much, Lynn. You're just a great, amazing person. Oh, and so. thank you so much. Oh, that's so <laughs> sweet. I feel the same about you. So oh, yeah, See, our dear yeah. that we shared together were pretty fun. So, oh, yeah. really fun. Yep. 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 Yeah. That's, um, you know, when you talk about, I was thinking early in our conversation today, we were talking about food allergies. When you have to take out a food group, it's so hard, you know, like all the food groups are really important to me. And um, yeah, I mean, I I do promote all food groups and that's why my name, my plate to yours, it's the, it's the USDA, my plate, you know, and that's where I, I want to, I rest there because I feel like all those food groups are extremely vital. So yeah. That's it. Back to nutrition. Here we are. Yes. <laughs> it always comes back to nutrition. It does. It does. Well, I have, so you answered all my easy questions. So now I have my hard questions for you. And this might be Go really for hard girl. for you a culinary person, but why don't you share with me some of your favorite foods or foods that you enjoy? Okay. So I have a confession. I have the same breakfast every single morning. and. Um, <laughs> It's, it's, it's coffee, yogurt and a decaf coffee. I just, I love coffee, but I can't do caffeine. And so I enjoy the same breakfast every morning, which is hilarious, but I do, I vary everything else in my diet, but I, I would say if it's not my breakfast, um, I really enjoy fresh pasta. So I either it's, it's a treat. I make fresh pasta or if I go out, um, I haven't been out for a long time to, for dinner. But if I do go out, um, to an Italian restaurant that makes their own pasta, that's what I would get is I love fresh pasta. So I think that would be, I am so intimidated to make my own pasta. That's one thing that scares me. Oh my gosh. You, all right. We'll, we will have to get together and I'll bring my (laughs) pasta machine. It's an attachment on my KitchenAid. I also have a, a stand one, but it's, you could do it with one. You could, if my stand one, I always need somebody else to help me with it. I, I still haven't mastered doing it by myself, but my KitchenAid attachment does very well and I can do it all by myself. Um, roll wow. pasta. So yeah, we'll, we'll have to do that together. I would love that to would cook with fun. you. Would it be would so be fun. fun. Yeah. Let me know when you get to Chicago. Okay. Okay. I mean, I do. I haven't, I just need to travel again. I'm scared. I'm scared I know none of us have, none of us have. Yes. <laughs> Traveler. So it's hard to, to get back into that mode again. Yeah, um, don't rush it. Don't rush it, but we will do it. Okay, we'll put it on our to-do, our dietitian yes. to-do. <laughs> yes. Uh, so you like decaf coffee. Is there any other beverages oh my that you gosh. enjoy? I have to say this time of year, I make sun tea all the time. I love sun tea. Oh. So, And at that night, I enjoy good Pinot Noir. It has to be good Pinot Noir. That's what my little enjoyment is. So You have yeah. a brand that you like of Pinot Noir. Mm. Um, well, there's a, at least a, a location in the country. I like, um, well, it's the Sonoma coast. So it's up by Hillsburg and there's some really good wineries up there. And yeah. 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 
Um, yeah. Sense that I like is coffee. <laughs> You like to drink it, you like to eat it, and you like to smell yes. it. <laughs> yes. No, but I also like fresh fresh herbs. I know I've talked about that before, but I think yeah. that um, I love basil and chives and cilantro and oregano. And that's the you one thing I can up? grow. I do. Um, um, yeah. I don't have a great sunny yard, but I could put anything in a pot on my deck. And so herbs do well. Mm-hmm. You probably yeah. add herbs to all that you cook. I do. I, I yeah. I I do if I have them, and I've learned that I could, like, uh, I could freeze a lot of them too if I'm gonna oh, use yeah. them in cooking. So yeah, I always have some. Usually have some, some fresh ones available. Mm-hmm. What kind of things do you like to listen to when you're working, playing yes. with the family? Yeah, my um. I, I call it the Goldies. My son, who's 17, he calls it the Goldies, but he likes the same music. It's like Billy Joel and Elton John and James Taylor. And those are my, those are my guys. So I, Goldie. when I'm cooking, I usually play the Goldies. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I'm out, I like, I like to be out in nature. I love to hike and bike and, um, you know, living in the Midwest, I'm not in the mountains, but if I'm in a mountain by a river or, or by the ocean and hear the waves, those are, I just love the sound of water when I'm outside. So mm, I agree. Yeah. That's a yeah. Sound. And what brings you joy in life? Mm, people do for sure. And especially, uh, you know, people do, people give me joy and my family does. And, and as I mentioned, I'm the oldest of five siblings. And so, um, <laughs> Yeah, I love my extended family as well. Being 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 with those people are important. Well, you have beautiful people. I always see photos of your family and the things that you all do <laughs> as a family. You have a beautiful family. And oh, you are, thanks. You're a great person too. So it all radiates around you. <laughs> oh, that's really sweet. I don't know. It's just I'm very grateful for those for those folks in my life. And you're included, my dear. So Oh, thank um, you. That's yeah. And I appreciate this time we've had together. So thank you so much. Thank you. And I will, like I said, I will connect all your kind of great things that you're doing in our show notes. And I hope if anyone has any questions for Lynn to reach out to her about any of the great things that she's doing. So thank you so much, Lynn. Yeah, I would love to. to, I I really do like working with um, young dietitians. I I like collaborating with anybody. Don't get me wrong. but, But people who are just getting started in their career, I just... Um, there's so much potential out there and I just, I really enjoy uh, working with them. So if, if anybody does have any questions, I'd be glad to, I'd, I'd be glad to connect. I would love to connect. Awesome. Thank you so much. I think the key takeaways from Lynn and I's conversation today was to really do what you're passionate about and do things to keep you immersed in your passion. Lynn took culinary classes for fun, which I feel we all need to zone in on what fun is to us and do more of that. I also love Lynn's book and I hope you check it out. I make her cheesy meat and taco pasta skillet and her easy chicken stir fry all the time. No kidding. And if you're thinking of writing a book, a conversation with Lynn will help get you started. Find her information in the show notes. Remember to be great always, find the joy in each day, and to start a conversation that truly matters.